Alright, well, we might as well get cracking before it gets hotter and balls in here. Welcome to episode 37 of the Life Short Live Free podcast. I'm your host, Sam. I am here with uh, myself, obviously, and Toad to my left, and uh, Box down yonder across from me. Um, our, uh, our our fourth, our usual fourth, Johnson, is missing. He is, uh, last I heard, was out at Sturgis. I, has anybody heard back from him? Did he die? No. Nope. Um, no texts, no responses. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's either uh, riding back or possibly in jail. It's, it's possible he's dead. There was a bunch of Antifa people out there. I, I can see Johnson like going after and just beating the shit out of a bunch of them and get thrown mm-hmm. in jail. I, I can't. I don't know if I can see him doing that or not. I, I if he got mad enough, I'm pretty sure he would. But uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he's. Uh, well, I don't know. He's Mr. Responsibility, it seems like, lately. You think he, he cut loose out there? Or? You know, Toad, if he ever assaults anyone, they're going to use what you just said against him in the court of law. <laughs> you're going to be well, a, you're gonna be a char- character witness. <laughs> you're a real dick. You're a real dick. I don't know. The last time somebody wanted me, me to be a character witness, the ATF called me, and I was like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's never good. Turns out it was in regards to a shooting that I'd witnessed years earlier, but... Um, so yeah, like I said, episode 37, this is sponsored by Ballistic Imagery. Check them out at BallisticImagery.com as well as on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Can take care of all your videography and professional photography needs. He's quite good, I will say that. I mean, he's all right. Speaking of good, is that good? It's not bad. It kind of tastes, he's talking about, I'm drinking here, Bud Light Orange for some reason. It's just what Sam had in the fridge, don't judge me. Uh, no, Judge Sam. <laughs> no, it tastes kind of like a watered down orange soda, uh, but that's it's not. Good, it's, yeah. it's not bad. It's not. It, you, that makes it sound not good. It just doesn't yeah. have that much of an orange taste as you, you orange soda. You don't have the herb too. No, do you, you want to try it? Yeah, actually, it do, that's a good. No, I was kissing of Sam it. earlier. We have the herb. <laughs> 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 Actually, that's a good descrip- description of it. It just tastes like alcoholic orange soda. I mean, it's not bad. I grabbed a, uh, <laughs> I grabbed a six pack of it down there in Prano just because. I mean, it's Sunday afternoon. I have, I for I didn't drink the last couple days um, for reasons I'll get into. Um, but uh, yeah, this looked uh, this looked pretty delicious on a Sunday afternoon. It's warm out, but not too warm. So it's a it's a good podcast beer, I think. Yeah, I was really disappointed in myself. You know, you're out there when you're at my house earlier. What the hell is that? It's what? Walnuts. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe I was hearing gunshots through my headphones. On no. The or something. There's, There's a fucking walnut tree right outside my shop on the neighbor's property, so I can't cut the sound bitch Perfect. down. And on on years this year is a walnut year, so every fucking thirty seconds when I'm working, donk. And every now and then there's a squirrel sitting up there. Ding, 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 ding. Little motherfuckers. I have a walnut tree right above my bedroom. So every other year <laughs> it's just, and it's, it always gets me. Literally, like I'll wake up or something and go piss at three in the morning and I'll lay back down and a walnut will fall. And it'll, <laughs> God damn it. Gets me every time. I thought about sitting out back with a pellet gun and picking them off, but you can't really, they're hard to see up there. I can't. What? Squirrels? No, the, just the walnuts, and I don't know if a pelican would knock, knock one down if Probably he hit not. it. But. Probably not. I mean, I heard noises in my upstairs the one time, and uh, it was kind of late at night. I've got a two-story house. There's three large bedrooms upstairs. 
And I was like, what the f is that? I live in the middle of nowhere by myself, and it's like, what the fuck's up there? <laughs> well, what had happened is we had a storm that day, and it ripped my turbine off of the, uh, you know, those turbines in your for your attic right. airflow. Mm -hmm. It had ripped that off, so it's sitting up there wobbling, and every time it would turn around, it'd smack the, the steel, and it huh. would echo down through my house. I was like, what the f***? So I go upstairs with a gun, and I'm like, what kind time out what kind of gun nine mil <laughs> not just like a not like your 22 or 22 mag like if there's a raccoon up there you're just gonna fucking splatter this thing all over everything hey it wasn't a hollow point <laughs> still oh so now you're just gonna go through your floor too well the the, the gun was for if somebody was in my house like yeah, i wasn't gonna uh, shoot if, it's a if i hear a thump in the night i'm not grabbing a 22 that's for yeah, sure i mean i wasn't gonna <laughs> shoot the raccoon if it was in my upstairs somehow but no it was that turbine thing but it really freaked me out because it was like late at night i was laying there trying to sleep like, what the fuck is that but yeah, we yeah, ended up do it. getting it fixed pretty quick so yeah uh, so, uh, yeah. How's your guys' weekend been? Mine's, uh, mine's been, uh, been a hell of a weekend. How about you, Toad? Good. Fun. Went tubing down the little Sioux yesterday, which by the way, is not a lot deeper than the West Fork. No shit. Oh, it was, I drug my ass. I actually grabbed a catfish yesterday. I was standing on a sandbar. So the sandbars in the river, you can see where the water drops off. It was actually not super muddy. Mm -hmm. So you'd see that you'd be standing on a sandbar in like four or five inches of water. And then here over here, it's like dark where it drops off. And I was standing there drinking a beer, talking to somebody, and I caught movement out of the corner of my eye. And I looked back, here comes this little like one pound catfish swimming across the sandbar right next to me. And I reached down and I grabbed it. <laughs> Picked it up and was like, hey, it's catfish. And I let it I let it go right away. But So that wouldn't would that classify as noodling? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I've seen some pictures. It kind of actually slipped out of my hand. What happened to your mic? Oh, one second. We got technical difficulties. Did it come out? How about now? Oh, yeah, there you go. Right. Must just not be clipped must, not, must not have been snapped. There we go. All, All right. fixed. Technical difficulties fixed. But yeah, went uh, went down the river, had a great time. Um, lots and lots of trees. There were some Asian carp that came flying out. Um, really, we, we went through that little Sioux River kayaking and tubing down there. I've never heard of that. It's been around for a couple of years. I can't remember the guy's name. I talked to him quite a bit yesterday, but I was kind of hammered. Um, it was 20 no bucks. They pick you up. They meet you, take you to the spot where you park and everything, and then they drive you to where they're going to put you in at and then drop you off. All their tubes and everything are there, kayaks, whatever you want to rent. And I rented a kayak, which was 20 bucks. And then I rented a cooler tube for another 10 Oh, you didn't bring your kayak. No, uh -uh. Oh, that's nice. Which you can. Some of our group did bring their kayaks, uh, but you you were planning on getting slobber and drunk, so you didn't know. Didn't to really want to deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. <ya. laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, and I think to rent a tube, a tube was like ten or fifteen bucks, and they pick you up at the end, and he's got a boat that he buzzes up and down the river on. It's like a what do they call those john boat but it's a it's a john boat but it's got like this enormous freaking motor on the back but it's like one of those motors that'll run in like six inches of water mm -hmm. it's not a jet motor but it's got a prop but it's like a mud, right. mud but i don't know what it's called right but yeah it was really cool they i mean they were great you know picked us up dropped us off and yeah had a good time then we went to the fireside afterwards and i ate a massive prime rib Mm -hmm. Well, part of one, 
Couldn't finish it. So I had the rest of it for breakfast this morning with some scrambled eggs. It was delicious. Well, you got to do that. Box, how about you? How was your weekend? Um, I worked on the studio a little bit yesterday. What'd you do? Went in there and scrubbed and sanded the floor. So that was a ton of fun. Scrubbed and sanded? Yeah. Are I you- mean, I, I was scrubbing it because originally the plan was just to clean it up and put some wax on it, you know? But then Pete stopped by. He's like, why don't you just sand it and put some clear on it? I was like, I don't know, that costs money, and Dad didn't really want to. So then Dad came by right after Pete left, and I was like, Dad, look, this is what it looks like if we sand it and finish it. It's like, oh, that looks really good. I guess if you want to do that, we can do that. So It looks shiny? It Or satiny? No, it's a, it's a matte finish. Right. But, yeah, it looks a whole lot better than if we were just... Because we tried a spot where I just... We put some clear where I just scrubbed, and it just looked like garbage. So, figure might as well. It took me like an hour and a half to sand it all. So, oh, you sanded the you already sanded the entire thing. Yeah, nice. Just with a little orbital, huh? Not, I didn't get real crazy about it. Just knocked the top off it. You know, give it a little bit of a patina. It, right. It'll look really good, I think. Good, good. Yeah, if you don't know what he's talking about, the studio uh, we're uh, we're fixing to uh, transfer our podcast studio down to down to Pearson there, so it'll be a permanent studio. We won't have to tear down and set up every time. Someday, it's a major pain in the dick um, where we are where we are right now, just because it's in Shyworks' yeah, office. So I, I've got a question. So since we're moving the studio to your hometown. And the studio happens to be right next to the only bar in that town. Is Shyworks going to pay for catering every podcast day? <laughs> uh, actually, Thonnie's is closed on most Sundays. Saturdays we could. What about Gas Lantern? I don't know if the Gas Lantern is open or not. That'd be great. Bunch of drunk idiots up doing a podcast, eating chicken grease all over their fingers, touching everything. Yeah, we got to get it. We got to get a, <laughs> a turlet installed up there too. Um, but that doesn't seem like it's going to be a super big deal, according to Dad. So. But yeah, that'll be cool. I'm excited for that. Um, got some chairs ordered. I actually got them in the other day, so I'm pretty, pretty stoked. They seem to be pretty comfortable. A lot more better than these fucking squeaky ass sons of bitches we got now. But I think my, my might... like, like complain about these these swivel bar stools is there's no cushion in the ass Mm-mm. and there's no back support. So mm-hmm. after a while, if you if you guys watch our videos, you you kind of see me start to sink. Because my back starts to hurt after 20 minutes of sitting on this, mm-hmm. and I just keep getting lower. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, since we're not going to be doing a podcast here anymore, Sam, I think I might make you pay for this chair that I've been leaving here for the last year and a half that you've been using, since it's apparently no longer mine. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll give you $10. No. Bite me. <laughs> How much was, was it? It was a $40 chair. Okay. I'll give you $30. No, 40 <laughs> <laughs> forty dollars for a used chair that initially cost forty dollars. That I give you twenty, right? <laughs> right. But uh, no, my my weekend was uh, interesting. I just uh, what do I? I didn't do much Friday night. Uh, Saturday I was working Saturday, and then uh, about two o'clock we had a fire call, which I'll get into a little bit after this. Um, turned out to be a doozy. But then um, yeah, after that we went over to ran over to the city, did one of those escape room deals. Todd, you said you've done one of those. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it's a fun. Really, they make you think. I mean, they're 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 cool, but it was like one time was enough for me. Yeah, not the, in a hurry to do one again. The group I was with, my girlfriend and her brother and uh, fiance, that I mean, it was they fucking loved it. That was their cup of tea, you know. And I'm 
I was happy to be along for the ride, but I, my brain. You pretty much just stood there in the corner and watched them figure everything out. My brain was fried yesterday, so I really wasn't that much, that much help. I kind of felt fucking stupid. Just my brain was just not working. Like more stupid than normal? Yeah. Or like super stupid? No, like more stupid than normal. (laughs) (laughs) But after that, then we went and played some bags at Bodega and then came home. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a, not a bad weekend. I can't complain, you know, um, yeah, it was fun, but, um, yeah, we actually have not had a, a whiskey of the week, an actual real whiskey of the week for um, box said three weeks now, two, three weeks. Yeah. And this, this whiskey of the week actually, um, was left at my house. So we're going to say this whiskey is sponsored by Mike Worth. Because I left my house one day and I showed up and this was sitting on my front steps when I got home that night. And yep. uh, he had dropped it off to me. So He's um, also the fellow that built us our um, our uh, dueling tree. Yep. Yeah. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. So, which by Whiskey. the way, Mike, if you're listening. Of the week. If you're listening to Mike, I got your knives about three quarters done. So, give me another couple of weeks. So, this week's uh, Whiskey of the Week <laughs> is uh, Jameson um, uh, Irish whiskey um i i believe i've had it before but it's been quite a while the last time actually i had jameson do you have any ice by chance i don't i do not there's well you can chip off some frost in the freezer but that's about it that's funny i was i was looking through our last whiskey of the week just before you got here trying to figure out what order that we had these in and you were talking about can we have ice in every whiskey of the week, <laughs> it makes it I just so think much that was better. Funny. Uh-huh. It makes it so much better. How much? Sorry, how much frost is in the freezer? Quite a bit. I'm gonna look. I'll be back. Quite a bit. Jeez. If you can, if you can break some off, but it, for some whatever reason, it just makes it makes whiskey a hell of a lot better. I, I don't know why, but uh, the last time I had Jameson was I was on. Sweet <laughs> yeah, it needs the frost. Apparently, there's, there's a, a lot of frost. There's a bottle of. Uh, there is a bottle of Jägermeister in the freezer. But you can only see half of it because the rest of it's covered nice. <laughs> yeah, I got to defrost it. That bottle I bought for um, uh, research purposes. Hey, see if you can break me off some too. How about you get fucked? <laughs> break me off a piece of that froster or freeze ice? <laughs> Anyways, last time I had Jameson, I was out on a uh, a binge with with uh, ranking, and um, I was drinking dark beer all night long so every place i go to what what dark beers do you have you know and i was just switching it up to whatever so i had five six eight different dark beers and then i had jameson to end the night jameson on the rocks and it was pretty good but i was pretty drunk but the next day oh my god i just wanted to die just because all that dark those dark beers are hangover central man they're freaking horrible i don't think i've had jameson straight never I think the I think the only time I've ever had it was in an Irish car bomb and in other various shots, I think. You know, I'm going to go ahead and guess that that frost is not going to make it taste very good. <laughs> Actually, we found some ice cubes. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> We're super prepared, by the way, as you can clearly see. Box, you want any? Sure, why not? Yeah, let's we'll see if I can break this up here. This is the awkward silence part of the podcast where we just sit here and don't say anything. Yeah, if you're wondering why we're being silent, we're preparing our whiskey. With the ice I chipped out of the freezer. All right, good to go. Let's pour this shit. Once again, here we go. All right. 
Does it? Oh, it doesn't make the funny noise. Can you stick your finger in it and do it for me, please? Gross. <laughs> that was. <laughs> <you son>. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what kind of nose this bad boy has on it. I might post that on the Facebook page, Sam. What? I'm going to just put your quote there <laughs> and then without what? any context at all. What did I say? Can you put your finger in it and do it for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's f***ing terrible. We probably, we probably should just do that clip. Um, hey, can you... I can't reach without running into my mic. Oh, sorry, Box. Um, I mean, it smells like whiskey. Nothing... Personally, I... Shocker. Jameson with ice, straight. It's good. Yeah, it doesn't have any... Barely any flavor to the smell, I guess. It just smells like It's alcohol. just smooth. It's, it's a smooth whiskey, in my mind, but... I don't know if scents have flavors. I think they're mostly just scents, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I meant. Yeah, it is extremely smooth. I don't know if it's just because we... Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely smooth. I'll rate it a 3.97 out of 5. That wasn't as smooth for me as it was for you guys, apparently. You, your panties on too tight today? Yeah. How's the hangover coming? Are you feeling better? There, something is seriously f***ed up with me. <laughs> You've been hungover for two weeks. It's not a hangover. Like, I seriously think there's something fucked up with me now. I think what, the why? alcohol just, like, knocked it loose or something. Like, brain tumor or some shit. Are you, like, faint, just kind of dizzy? Yeah. Like, all the time. But is it dizzy like if or I, just, does it, is it dizzy or you just kind of feel sick in your head? A little bit of both. Like, I had that it's problem. when the pressure in my ear changes just a little bit. Have like, heard, if I cough have you ever heard or of vertigo? Yeah. Sounds like you have vertigo. It's not as severe as that, though. I actually, it's, it's very it's, it's very faint. It's just enough to be super annoying. Well, do you remember at the golf tournament on like hole eight or whatever when I was went up to swing and I sneezed and I got super fucking dizzy? Remember that? I told you that. I was like, I don't know what happened, but I just started to feel like shit. Maybe that's happened to you. Uh, actually, I this past winter I had a very similar thing. My head felt funky like that almost all the time, and my I kind of felt sick to my stomach. That went on for like a month, month and a half. Yeah, it's getting pretty old, not going to lie. It happens for some, it might have something to do with my eyes too, because it happens. I notice it gets a whole lot worse when I'm sitting in front of my computer monitor for an extended period of time. You need to get some of those glasses. So, yeah, I need to do something. Does Johnson wear those type of. I don't know. They block whatever the hell it is. I have no idea. I don't know. We're way the f off topic, anyways. So back, anyway, back so to the whiskey. Back to the whiskey, yeah. Um, I like it. That's good. I'm going to give it a two. I think it's terrible. Two out of five? Yep. What's... You say... You like it? No. I'm going to go five out of five. Sorry, I had that backwards. (laughs) If it was backwards, it'd be one out of five. Right. It's the best one we've had. (laughs) All right. I'm still confused what two out of five. It's good. It's good. I want it to replace the one in the middle. We're going to be okay. All right. I mean, I, I don't know if it replaces. I might have some more. How's that? It's good. It's good. Two, three point nine seven out of four. I don't think five. it's podium worthy. If it is, then it's Pendleton. I don't think. I don't know if I was a huge fan of Pendleton. I don't really remember. It's it's in competition. We'll have to wait until Johnson gets have back. Have some more to ice early. with it. We'll have to really wait until Johnson gets back to. Nah, I don't know. I don't know if he likes Jameson or not, but I'm pretty sure he probably does. Anyways, I was talking earlier about um my my weekend and um brought up something to mind. Um and anyway, what was going on this weekend? We had a fire. Um, oh Jesus, has a fire! Came over came over the pager about two o'clock. 
uh, Saturday afternoon. Lord Jesus is a fire. It said mutual aid to Pearson, which is our neighboring town. We usually get mutual aided over there when there's much of anything because they're a small department too. But um, they said large structure fire, which it's go time. You know, that's what you... That's what it's all about right there. I mean, most of the majority of the shit. You like, sound awfully excited about this. Are you sure you're not the one who set the fire? <laughs> there's there's actually been cases of that happening. Firefighters. I, know. I think it's, that's like they had an entire episode of Criminal Minds about that exact yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we learned a little bit about that. And there's some, something like a hero complex or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, there was also one interesting note. There was also one. My uh, instructor was from up in Sheldon. And he said, I think back in the 90s, it might have been. They just had a string of fires. And actually, 25% of fires in the U.S. are arson. Fun fact there. Oh, nice. Um, but this particular, these particular cases up there, and they figured they were arson, but they couldn't ever really prove it, and they couldn't nail down who was doing it until they rolled up to one. And there was a guy. They noticed a guy a ways away pleasuring himself, pleasuring himself behind a dumpster <laughs> to this fire. And that's because, I mean, that's they, they get off on setting fires and shit, so... Wow! Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't, don't want to live on this planet anymore. I don't get some of the things that people are aroused by. It's. I remember when I was disturbing to, when I was in college and we were going through like all our police science courses and criminal defense courses and stuff. Uh, one of them was we had a class called Deviant Behaviors. That was some of the it most sounds dis- fun. That was some of the most <laughs> right? weird, disturbing shit like I've ever heard. And like you get into some, they, we would have to like do like read cases and stuff like that and you're like he did what she did what who the fuck does this <laughs> like, right last night we we're out at a bodega and we we're just grabbing some drinks and we went out and played bags and um there was this this girl rather sluttily dressed but she just went up to some random guy and basically started just dry humping his leg uh, right at the bar there got a free drink She's out, walked back outside, and the girls we were with was like, "Oh my god, can you believe that?" I'm like, "That doesn't even surprise totally me." Totally can. No. Bit. They're they're horrible fucking people in this world. Yep. Um. So, anyways, pager went off. Or we're headed out there, and we're the. It was a a complex of four hall confinements. They're all attached. Um. There's like hallways between them. You know, they never used to be attached back when I worked those 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 units. Oh yeah. None of them were attached. Well, they are now. Yeah, he did that within the last, like, two years, three years. That caused a a little bit of an issue. Yeah. Because the first one, let's say, we'll call it building number one, that was completely engulfed when we got there. Two was, I mean, you could tell it was going to be completely f***ed shortly. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, there was a hallway between them, and and then a hallway between um, two and three that it hadn't quite advanced into yet. But uh, three and four were full of pigs so obviously we want to not let the f-ing fire get over there otherwise we're gonna have serious issues so us being the first on the scene our main goal was to um, breach that hallway get in there and knock anything down and save that shit from coming through well yesterday was i don't know what between 85 and 90 yeah it wasn't f-ing horrible we've had far worse fires um, but we had the pumper parked down on the road so we could set our tanks up, our drop tanks. And then, uh, you know, I was, I'm one of the frontline guys typically. So I'm in full gear pack and everything, you know, and that's about 80 pounds. So we're running back and forth, getting shit, dragging hose up there and stuff. And then we breached the wall, you know, cut through the wall uh, with the saw and then 
um, once I got through a little bit, I had to ax through, you know, the rest of the shit to get, to get through that wall. Um, and at that point we drug a two and a half inch hose in. I don't know if you guys ever drug a hose around when it's charged. It is fucking ridiculously heavy. <laughs> usually, usually two and a half you'll have, you know, it's best to have three or four guys on it. There was only two of us on it, but I've never done the water hose, but I've done the concrete hose before and that's mm, awfully heavy too. Yeah, I'm sure. So anyways, we got in there and we, we drug in through the, um, through the the hole we had cut and got in there and, and knocked it down. It wasn't quite into the hallway yet. I ended up opening the door into, into building two and knocking that shit down and just making sure it wasn't in there. And then we got back out um, and just fought from the outside, basically, sent, making sure that it wasn't advancing through that hallway. Um, so at this point, we'd been in, um, me and Collins, my partner, had been in gear for about, like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour running back and forth. And we'd just set up outside, you know, running a hose on this thing. And just, I looked at him, I'm like, dude, are, are you as beat as I am? We're just both completely f***ing spent. Just because, I mean, the the we're not used to, to we're not f***ing Chicago Fire, you know. We don't do yeah. this shit every day, man. So we got, we had somebody else replace us and reinforcements. And then, um, obviously, the ambulance was there. And by the way, there was like six or seven departments total there so yeah. uh, the ambulance is always there you know checking guys but i and i fucking hate any, I, I hate anything to do with medical i doctors hospitals free hot ambulances i don't fucking like that shit it just freaks me out but i was feeling so bad it's like fuck yeah i'm going to the ambulance and just getting checked out and everything and it was a good hour um before i started feeling like i could fucking do anything again you know, I was a half, it was probably a half hour. I was around the ambulance, you know, they were checking me out. Then we went back to work, you know, just sitting on a line outside and stuff. But I was just, I was so, I wasn't really surprised, but it was, I was taken by how completely f***ing exhausted I was in that. It was probably something to do with, A, you're wearing 80 pounds of gear in mm-hmm. 85 degree weather. It's hot right. outside. There's n- There was no wind yesterday. Mm-hmm. And massive adrenaline dump, probably. Yeah, that probably has something I mean, to do with it. But that's something like, and, and that's like what, I mean, when, when you go into, and it, granted it was a hog, it was a hog confinement, yes. But I mean, when you go into the firefighter school and you start learning this shit, that's like what, you can't wait to go into a house fire. I mean, that sounds bad, I know, but that's just like what you train for, that's so that's what you want to do. And this was a hog confinement, so it wasn't quite the same, you know, but it's still, you know, cool and interesting. Um, but then it just got me thinking though, like how much like that you train for something like I've been, you know, doing this for a couple of years now, but when that time actually happens, when it's time to, you know, to really fucking do shit and make it happen, like how unprepared you actually are. You're probably thinking, Fuck, I need to work out more. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, my thoughts on it was I was thinking back on it today and a little bit and like, like what happens when like we train for the the worst like you know home invasion or a freaking you know a shooting and somebody attacking us in public something like that like what happens when you know the difference between training to to when it actually freaking happens you know like how prepared are you you know what i mean mhm and you know i know i'm not the only person to ever do this but you never cleared your own house before when you're home alone i've messed yeah. around with it yeah <laughs> I mean, just like if you're sitting there, usually it's something that'll kick it off because I've done it a couple of times, but I'll be watching a show where there's a home invasion and I'm like, why the f*** could you do that? And then I get to think what I'm doing and it's like, 
my house is a little different because I don't have kids. I, right. I live by myself. So there's pretty well a gun in just about every room in a readily accessible area. For me, I know where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, kitchen guns are a thing. Uh, <laughs> there, there's definitely a kitchen gun. Um, Only one? Just one. <laughs> in his freezer. Nope. <laughs> Not in the freezer. Won't tell you where it's at. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you never know. How, and you can you can train and train and train and train. And, but they, there's a saying in the military that no plan survives first contact with the enemy. So, mm. you know, whatever training you're going to do, you know, it's going to help. But it's not ever going to be like you think it's going to be. Right. It's never going to go according to plan. Right. So, I mean, whether you're at home and someone breaks in, are, are you sitting there in your boxers and your recliner eating Cheetos, but your gun's over on the table and they just broke in the door five feet away from you? Mm-hmm. I mean, what what the hell do you do then, you know? Or you're out at a gas station getting fuel and somebody starts robbing the place. You got a gun on you, but there's seven civilians behind you. What do you, what do, you do? All right. You know, you know behind, behind the guy you could shoot, but... So it, it's just, for me, training is, is great, but it's never going to go the way you think it's going to go. No, no. And I mean, this, this went okay, but I was just like, I obviously wasn't physically um, prepared. Oh, can you imagine how bad enough. I'd have done? <laughs> You're in way better shape than me. <laughs> yeah, and I am. I'm then I had to call life flight for a fat toad and 80 pounds of bunker gear. I am. Yeah, I'm I'm in pretty pretty good shape for 35. You know, I'm doing all right, but. Um, and two, I thought like, what about, um, there's a, there's a friend of mine on Facebook, um, a, a Cerakote, uh, another guy that owns a business and he got into, um, I don't even remember what they were. It's combat games or some shit like that. Tactical games. Something like that. Yeah. And, um, they're actually, they don't look easy. No, they really physically exert themselves and, and they're shooting drills and they're hauling tires and all this shit and stuff like that. And I don't really know too much about it, so I won't speak it's too like, much. But uh extreme CrossFit with guns. That sounds fantastic. So it's kind of like the best ranger competition. I'm not sure what that is. I'm similar. It's not military. It's civilians. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they were really physically exerting themselves but that's one thing that he mentioned he said he he said well i could not believe how unprepared i was to protect my family because like when that incident's actually when something actually occurs you know it's like holy shit you know what we should do you know they make those paint realistic looking paintball pistols or even airsoft pistols they'd be cheaper yeah but we should run this like we don't tell you we're obviously like, all right, leave your doors unlocked all day, but we're not going to tell you because we don't want to break in your actual door. <laughs> I see this going real but bad. We're going to be like, all right, let's go rob Sam's house or let's go see how this goes and just see, you know, and we can figure it out to whether there's like, oh, shit, um, whether it's just one guy, two guy, all three of us in a lot of home invasions, it's more than one person. Mm-hmm. So we could just see like how ready each other is. You know, like like me, if you tell me I need to leave my doors open all day, then I'm going to be up in the upstairs with all the windows open and like a f-ing airsoft sniper rifle waiting for you guys to get out of your car. So, Well, that's just cheating. So you'll be ready. You'll be expecting it all day. What makes you think I don't do that all day anyway? 
<laughs> I'm fairly certain. Yeah, you're right. Um, You'd be a severe, like, paranoid schizophrenic before too long if you just did Sam, that all the time. Sam came out to my house to test fire some guns earlier, and I was out back splitting firewood, and he's like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> well, you're, you're a very manly dude. Like, I'll give that to you, dude. You're one of the last few, like... You don't fucking watch sports. You, what you do, what this fucker does for enjoyment on a Sunday afternoon is he goes out back in jeans and a. Were you wearing a long sleeve? No. Okay, t-shirt. A lot of times he wears a long sleeve in August. Splitting wood, you know that's what he the guy does for enjoyment. I'll give that to him. He's a, he's a, he's a manly son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna argue with you there, but uh, that's a that that's an interesting an interesting idea actually. Tyler. I think it'd be fun. But the problem, what were you going to say, Box? <laughs> Nothing, go ahead. The problem is, look at this fucking place, man. I have real guns all over the place. What happens if you startled me and I'm just like, oh, shit, you know? You're going to have to put the real guns up for the day. Like, you've got that, well, no, you can't use your, your Glock CO2 BB gun because that would fucking hurt. But, like... We'd all need to get like airsoft guns or, or those like 48 millimeter paintball guns. Those little. Yeah, but that'd leave a mess. Airsoft would have to be, to be the way. Wooden, but yeah. I mean, I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Uh, Box, what's your thoughts on that? I'm not sure. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of aspects to go. Box is just thinking about how when we all finally get these airsoft guns, how he's going to be back there filming it. And then while he's getting our reviews, he's just going to waylay all of us. What we could do is um, we'll give somebody a week. Say, hey, this week, it's fucking happening. And all three of us just yeah, you know, but bust we down would, the fucking door. And we I wouldn't can't do, do that, it, though. I wouldn't want to do it at Johnson's house because the last time somebody broke into Johnson's house, Dave pretty much ate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was blood all over the back door. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would have to be a scheduled thing, though, because we can't ask someone to put up their guns for a week. And if we if they don't put up their guns, that's not exactly the safest right. route to do it. Because what if, the, on the off chance, somebody actually does break in? Wasn't that a meme a while back where, uh, what's that one shooter's name? He's pretty, I know you've mentioned him before. I can't remember his name, but he programmed his Alexa and somebody breaks in. And it... No, uh, it was, it was him holding up shooter ready, like a bread of 92 FS. And he had this look in his face like, oh, and oh, the main yeah. was like, when you bring the wrong gun to the airsoft war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he reacted to that airsoft BB a lot more than he should have. Is he, is he okay? <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> God, that airsoft pellet. Boy, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> These are way more powerful than I thought they were. <laughs> this is awesome. So realistic. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, something to think on, I guess. That might be a... It could make for a... Uh, could make for a fun... You know what else would be kind of fun since we got two GoPros? What's that? Do teams. <laughs> like, just... Like, we used to do a paintball. We haven't paintballed in 10 years. <laughs> Right. I mean, whether we get paintball guns, I still have one. But uh, it'd be kind of fun to go out and like do that somewhere. Just, just a good old fashioned. Board. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long, long, long time since I did that shit. I was probably in my teens yet. Yeah. Um. So the next thing I was thinking of was, uh, and it kind of relates to this uh, our conversation we we're having. Um, but as far as training, when it um, 
from training to when it actually happens. Um, and one thing I, I strive for, which I'm fucking horrible at when I'm target shooting, is I'm not good with... Um, Toad, while you're up, you want to grab me another bud from there, please? <laughs> one thing that I'm horrible at, and I will freely admit it, is I, I, I don't group well with a fucking pistol. I just don't like, and it irritates the shit out of me because I go and I, I watch these guys on online and they're just fucking making a ragged hole with their pistol from shit. What's his nuts? Sage dynamics. That fucker can do it without even sights on and He's shooting a ragged hole. Thank you. And I, 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 there's a lot left, a lot to be desired from my shooting yet. This whiskey. And a lot of, uh, oh, a lot of training that I need to do. But anyways, what the? My thought was, like, I can shoot steel plates, you know, without any problem and be dinging that shit all day. So, like, how much, like, how much, how do I word this? Do I, should I really fret and complain and worry so much about shooting a ragged group as opposed to, I'm going to call it combat accuracy and, and Box is going to correct me. I won't. No, practical, you're 100% right. Practical accuracy. <laughs> either either way. But, I mean, is obviously, yes, it's better to shoot that little tiny ragged group. But as long as you can freaking shoot a dinner plate that in that in that the, the, the zone that you need to be shooting it in, it doesn't freaking matter. I don't know. You've never been good at that, though. No. There's uh, a time for each. Like, if you're just standing there shooting at a paper target, yeah, you should be able to shoot a ragged hole, I think. You would think. But I saw. Yeah, that's where you. That's what the fundamentals are all about, right? Like your grip and your trigger press and shit like that. That then that translates over. You know, I mean, nobody's expecting to shoot a ragged hole when you're running around doing like com competitive stuff, and that's why most people in three gun shoot the target twice rather than one a zone. Right. They're just going for speed and hitting the target, or rather, practical accuracy. Dude, I watched a video. Of Taryn Butler the other day, he's finally posting videos of himself again. Really? Yeah. How is he still in business and everything? Of course he is. Yeah, does. he had Keanu Reeves out there the other day. Mm. But uh, he ran that course so freaking fast and hit everything. And I'm like, and he had to fire 20, 30 shots. I'm just like, how the fuck do you do that? He's good. I'll give him that. He's he's quick. He's speedy. Um, but yeah, and box. I was. I'm curious about your. I mean, does yes, you're right. I guess you're right. If you're standing there, you should be able to shoot a ragged hole. Um, I I got I got work to be doing on that. Did you say still, a but. ragged hole or a ragged hoe? Because it sounded <laughs> like you said hoe. Uh. No, I don't have anything against hoes. I don't need to be shooting any of those. Okay, just checking. Maybe that one that was dry humping <laughs> dudes last night for free drinks, but um, I don't know. I, I I got a lot of work to be doing. Question. The, uh, sorry to interrupt you again since you're talking about the free drinks thing. Have you ever bought a girl a drink just so she leaves you the fuck alone? No. I have. No. Yep. Definitely did that one night. I think Why I would you think that she would leave you alone? If you bought her a drink, that would mean that's that what would... she was doing. She was like hanging on dudes to get free drinks, and she was hanging on me for ten minutes. And I was like, "Can you hear a drink?" And then I got up and I was like, walked away. And why didn't you just do that in the first place? 
I tried twice. <laughs> she wasn't having it. She wanted was that, wanted pretty that free well drink. hammered. Wanted that free drink. Yeah, that's been shit years and years ago. But yeah, I guess I don't know. I I just um, that was something that I was thinking on. Like today, I was um, out there shooting my new. Um, 43x with a 507k on it and i really dig that combo by the way it seems to be working well for me um but i need to sight it in a little bit tighter and i need to i need to improve my shooting um immensely i will i will say that i guess but you should buy a manis i probably should i probably should but the thing is my brain knows the difference between dry fire to live fire and it does everybody's does it doesn't translate like yeah it does you, you're working on your grip and your trigger press with the manis that's what it's all about you're not it's not but my issue management. my issue is is um anticipation i usually shoot low left a little bit that's like the most common right. thing ever and right. it's not generally anticipation that causes that it's your grip and your trigger press hmm yeah, I suppose maybe. More more or less your grip, actually. If you have a great grip, then your trigger press matters less. Hmm. I feel like I got a pretty good grip, but yeah, I should probably mess around with it. How tight do you grip when, you, when you're shooting? Pretty tight. I would say like, uh, I don't know. When he's shooting what? <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say probably 75%. Uh, maybe it's, it's 95 on the other one that's kind of a, a, a good rule that i've i've heard is grip as tight as you possibly can until you're shaking and then back it off about 10 percent mm. is what i've been trying to do as of late rather because okay. i i also find myself when we're out shooting i don't grip near as tight as i i can be that would be exhausting it is when we shoot as much as we do on a range day it's well I mean, out there, you don't, you, I don't think you notice it because we're only shooting for a few seconds at a time, mm, 30 yeah. seconds tops. But, yeah, yeah, it does get – you do get fatigued. I've been doing it lately with my Manus, and you do get fatigued over, like, I don't know, 20, 30 reps, which hmm. that's a minute, two minutes there. Right. Huh. So, I, I don't know. I guess the moral of the story is, and my my point I was trying to make over these last two subjects is just freaking train your ass off because when it actually hits, you're never going to feel as prepared as you you wish you, uh, you wish you were. This is going to sound like a dick thing to say, but I'm willing to bet not a single person listening to this is prepared. None of us are even here prepared. Everyone is underprepared. Well, to what? What do you mean? How so? What most people think that they because they have a gun that they they're good it's good enough right everyone is fine with that and most people and most of us I mean we probably shoot more than most of the people that actually listen to this and we're still wildly unprepared right but did you say nobody can be everybody's always underprepared I'm saying everyone listening to this right now is underprepared yeah I would probably agree with that. I'd probably agree with that. I mean, you do run into a lot of people that, oh, I just brought my first gun. I'm finally, I'm finally, you know, feeling safe or whatever. And it's like, man, you got a long ways to go. That's the first step. Yep. And then, and I was in that, in that boat. We all were in that boat at one, to- one point in time, you know, until you was 12. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You know how much you freaking, how far your shooting has probably improved in the last year and a half? Quite a bit. Yeah. Doing? I mean, I've always, I've always been a, a, a decent shot just because dad you know right showed me how a lot when i was a kid but pistols were always something new to me and, and you know 
you get a lot of first time pistol buyers where they're like, man, this thing sucks. I can't hit a thing with it. Well, the sights are off. The, no, yeah. they're not, man. No, they're not. You just, it's an entirely different experience than shooting a long gun, mm-hmm. whether it's a, you know, like I had a Marlin model 6022. I could hit quarters of that thing all day long, you know, but the first pistol I bought, no, horrible. I couldn't hit a damn thing. And I traded it on a, another pistol. And I realized after I traded on that pistol, I was like, boy, it wasn't the gun. It was definitely me. Mm-hmm. And after that, I got pretty good with it. But you're right. You know, if you if you just buy a gun and it all it does is sits in that little finger lock safe next to your bed and you never train with it, you're more likely to shoot your own freaking dog than you are the tr- any intruder in your home, you know? Valid point, I suppose. But and that's just, not that's not to say that nobody listening knows how to shoot and i'm just saying you need to practice more i don't know i kind of I feel like if miles comes up <laughs> or in we September, need to practice gonna, more he's wipe the floor with us possibly we'll see what we'll the pit we'll have to pit him and tulip against each other and see who comes out on top yeah um i totally just lost my train of thought there i was gonna say something uh super super witty and, and i'll bet and, and and yeah totally out the window <laughs> But, um, yeah, I guess um, we'll change gears a little bit. And you guys, if you've been on social media, um, I'm sure that you've you've heard of this little boy, um, 10-year-old. Um, his name is Bridger, which is, I've not heard that name before. I have. Um, kind of a cool name. Bridger Walker. Anyways, he's 10. His little sister was, was she three? Three or six? Sig- I, think she, she, I think she was three. Yeah. I feel like she was real young. Yeah. Young, uh, yep, pretty young girl. So, anyways, a uh, German shepherd came um, and was attacking them. Um, but he jumped in front of her and uh, he ended up getting, like, I think the article I just read said 70 bites and his face was torn bad. Like, he's got a, fr- a scar from his, his eye to his mouth back over to his ear. He's going to be, um, He's gonna have a scar for the rest of his life, but his uh, his quote and he was I seen some pictures after the after yeah, the fact that he looked he was he was bad dude he was bad, um, but his quote afterwards was well if anybody was gonna die it was gonna be me, mm-hmm. and that little f-er, ten years old he was six six t- six years old I'm pretty sure he was six years old and he already he already has that ingrained in him he already has that that um. Uh, sheepdog mentality mm-hmm. and that is like i don't know who his parents are but god damn they raised a hell of a nice a good young boy like i can't like i mean and he knew like he knew damn well like that was his mentality that he could very well be killed by this dog he obviously knew that one because that's what he said he's there's a good chance you know somebody's gonna die it's gonna be me like the bravery and the and the, and the love for his sister like that is our honor honorary badass of the week this this week. I think that little kid, he was a, he's a hell of an American. Um, that's that's pretty awesome, and he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of um, recognition, and even from I can't remember who what who it was, some big celebrity. There well, was a like the, ton, ton the of entire them, cast of the Avengers. Yeah, something like right. that. Like yeah, then uh, I think who was it, Mark Ruffalo or Robert Downey Jr said something about bringing him out to LA or something mm-hmm. too and like Chris Evans and mm-hmm. you know but uh 
super good for him. That that kid's a that kid's a badass. Um, proud to proud that he's an American, and that's 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 awesome. Um, and just imagine like, I mean, he'll he'll be he'll have that scar for life. But you know, by the time he's eighteen, twenty, some you know years old, it'll it'll grow, and and it'll just be that. <laughs> what happened to your face? And he'll tell that story, and you know, I mean, that's a good on you, man. Good on you. I don't have much else to say about that, but you're a what a what a kid. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, uh, the next. I wanted to mention if you guys have been listening for the last year or so, I think I talked about it. Um, I assume I did talk about it last year. The, uh, the groper gun. Um, uh, every year I do, I, every year for the last, I think this will be the fourth year. Fourth, maybe fourth. See, cause it, not important. It was an AR. Then it was a 1911. Then it was an AR again. Right. I don't recall. I think this might only be the third year, third or fourth year. Doesn't matter. But anyway, I do a gun every year for the Chad Groper benefit. A soldier from Kingsley that passed away in Iraq, or was killed in Iraq, excuse me. Um, and this year is going to be a uh, a shockwave, um, 12 gauge Mossberg shockwave. I got my hands on one of those, uh-huh. and I was extremely lucky to get my hands on one of those because those everything every. Let's just say this: everything is out of stock everywhere. Yep. If you want a gun, good freaking luck. You want ammo? Good luck. You want primers? Good luck. You want powder? You might find some. Projectiles? Yeah, they're out there. Primers? No. Yeah, it's... I'm it's... a little bitter on the primer thing. <laughs> uh, thank, luckily, I got thousands of those, so I'm good with that. But it's a shit show, so luckily I got... Uh, there's a gun, a gun store that I work with in Des Moines. Got one and used. Um, and they knew I was looking for one, so they contacted me, and I says, hell yes, I want this. Speaking of primers, um, are you going to meet up with James this week? Yeah. You might be grabbing some for me or from him. From does he does he stock primers? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was gonna I was gonna try to get up there yesterday and get him, but yeah, things happened. I got drunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. Well, we left earlier than I thought I was. I thought I was gonna have time to get up and run up to hall, but we did not have time. But yeah. So anyway, I do a gun every year. This year is gonna be the Mossberg Shockwave. I'm not exactly positive how I'm going to decorate it yet. Um. But being I got the laser in the shop, I got some ideas. I think I think it's gonna turn out. I think um, I think it'll be a cool one. I got a lot of design work left to do on it, but I'm pretty excited for it. Um, that will be on auction August 29th down at the Groper tournament. I think the last couple guns that you've done for the auction have each gone over two thousand dollars. Last year went thirty seven fifty, I believe, which I was absolutely freaking blown away with. How cool is it though that something that you basically you didn't make the gun obviously, but the artwork that you did sold for that much? I was uh, it was extremely humbling to be honest. Uh-huh. Like I was surprised that any you know like somebody was willing to pay that much money for something I did. I was like, wow, I I didn't even know what to say. I mean, that was it's pretty awesome. It was awesome. It was very awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm always I seem to be be humbled every year by by people's uh, generosity. Uh, and every year it just keeps getting better. And the thing is, dude, this like this gun every year, everybody's like, well, what are you going to do this year? How are you going to up it last year? I'm like, Fuck, I don't know. How am I going <laughs> to? Do I got to up it every year? Why do I got to best it? I mean, can I just do something cool and call it good enough? You know, but I don't know. We'll see. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get started on this one this year. I'm going to start designing it this week and, and have a. <laughs> Hopefully get a pretty solid plan for it in the next two days. Actually, I think I think last year's gun, I think Mike Worth 
Mike and Nick Worth bought that. They did. Yep. yep. Yes, they did. Um, and the year before that, the nineteen eleven. Oh yeah, so this is the fourth year. The year before that, the nineteen eleven went for over two thousand, and it was somebody bought it that had never even seen the gun in person. Yep, they call in over the phone. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. And the first year we did a raffle. Yeah, for that 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 AR. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, August 29th, that'll be on auction here in Kingsley, Iowa, down there at the uh, down there at Brookside Golf Course. If you're interested, um, that's always there, and there's always a lot of awesome shit on that auction. A lot of a uh, lot of cool stuff, and it goes to a, a great cause. So check that out if you're in the area. Um, um, and speaking of freedom, California is once again the Ninth Circuit, um, which recently I believe got kind of an overhaul. Um, a little bit more freedom based now clearly they have have they have stated that california's um mag limit uh mag capacity ban whatever you want to call it is unconstitutional um which california was limited to ten, limited to 10 rounds um and the last time this happened this was what was that like a year ago 6 months mm. ago something like that it got it got um, overturned for like 2 weeks and it was a fucking shit show they they literally shipped over a million mags to that uh-huh. state in that time that it was one week. Yeah, it was one week. Yeah, and Magpul, like you couldn't find a Magpul mag for like two weeks after that because they had shipped literally mm-hmm. everything to California. It was fucking insane. Um, <laughs> which this is probably the worst time for this to happen because nothing is in stock anywhere. I California actually, is always ruining everything. I bought oh, some it. of those. Um, <laughs> I picked up some some aluminum mags, steel mags, the other day. What kind, you know? Uh, DNH or I think they were DNH. Ten bucks. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So, I mean, I got hundreds of them sitting around the shop, so I'm I'm okay now, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I hope it. I and and I don't think that anybody can legally sell to them yet, so I'm holding off on that before I open it up to California. Yeah. Um, but once it does, uh, it's going to be a fucking shit show. Just and so. That was with the uh, the Ninth Circuit. So if that gets appealed up, it'll go to the Supreme Court. And this is my understanding of it. If the Supreme Court denies the case and says we don't want to hear it, that's basically an affirmation of what that circuit, of what the, the previous court had said, which would say, hey, this shit's unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if they take it up, then that could have overreaching. I mean, that could have consequences for the entire United States. Yeah. Um, it would, and if they take it up and and, tur- and overturn it and 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 basically say, "Hey, you can't f-ing do this. This is unconstitutional." Don't take my word for this, but that might say that every state's mag laws are unconstitutional bullshit, and you can't f-ing do this, which would mm-hmm. be a massive, massive victory. Um, for gun owners in the U.S. For sure. But, you know, there's about once a week I see a news article that just really makes me wish that California would finally just crack off from the U.S. and fall in the ocean. You know, maybe if we bought enough um, explosives, we could just line the border with it and, you know, blow them off of there. You'd have to dig them down pretty deep to trigger a fault, though. (laughs) I mean. You know, this might be a good time to talk about the NRA. No. Oh, shit. Here we go. What about them? The NRA, I don't know if you haven't heard, the New York Attorney General mm-hmm. is suing, I think. Trying that, to, dis- yeah, yeah. 
to dissolve the NRA. Right. And that just this just reminded me the other day when the, all this news broke about California, the NRA is trying to take credit for this. Who did it? Firearms Policy Coalition. Yeah. And the NRA is claiming on their Instagram, they had a big old post, giant victory for the NRA in, in California. And everyone was like, you didn't have a fucking thing to do with it. Why are you guys doing that? So Did the NRA suddenly start to get run by the Door Brothers? It, that's it. Kind of sounds that way, huh? Yeah. I've I've had that thought a few times. Yeah, we don't have to get too in depth about the NRA because I haven't read a lot about it, and it's pretty I, inactive at there, the moment. But there's actually a reason I quit um, subscribing to the NRA. I canceled my membership about two years ago, and you know they do do a lot for firearm owners, but do do. Nah, I said do do. Um, there's a lot of like. Really shady shit that goes on with them too. Oh, absolutely! Like, uh, what was that? Uh, earlier this year or late last year, Wayne Lapierre suddenly, all of a sudden, makes seventeen million a year. Gave himself a raise, yeah. Yep, and it's like, you know, well, you guys want to hear my thoughts on the subject? Sure. No. Um, it, it pisses me off when, like, yes, the NRA's done a lot of stupid shit. To, that that have that gun owners should rightly be pissed at. I 100% 100% agree with that. I'm not gonna argue. But it pisses me off when I see people well, f- the NRA. You know, let them die. You guys realize what happens when the NRA dies, right? I mean, they like it or not, they are our biggest lobbyists in Washington, and they do a lot of stupid shit. My thought on the whole deal is, don't say f- the NRA, fix the NRA. Are you still a member of the NRA? Um, my membership, my actual membership has since last lapsed, but I am a, uh, I, I get my insurance through them. Um, NRA business Alliance. Um, that's where I get my gun insurance and everything, um, for my shop. But it, like, I don't under, I don't think, I don't think people understand like what's, what, what is at stake if the NRA does get dissolved? Because a lot of the, these good, huge gun bills in DC, um, you know, in, in Obama's term, um, a lot of those huge gun bills that could have got passed and probably will get passed the next time that the left has all three branches were beat back by the NRA. And if they weren't, if, because nobody has that power and that lobbying capability that the NRA has. And that's, that's, you know, you're right because, you know, and like I said, I haven't paid any membership dues in two years, but you are correct. And that's why politicians are always going after the NRA, like this New York state prosecutor, whatever the hell she is. Um, right. You, if you look at everything that's going on right now, and I, I with the mail-in voting and the, the Democrats calling an emergency meeting today of the, for the calling the postmaster general, who according to Yahoo news is a huge Trumper. God forbid. Um, Trumper or never Trumper. Trumper. Mega donor, apparently. Okay. Um, who they came out and said we're not going to be able to handle mail-in voting. They'll be basically they said they're, they're it's going to be messed up. Well, no shit. And Pelosi and everybody lost their fucking minds. No, it won't be messed up. Well, the guy that runs the place said it's going to be messed up. So whatever, just because he's friends with Donald Trump. All right, whatever. But anyway, if you look at all the shit that's going on, the NRA lawsuit, mail-in voting, COVID nineteen, all that. If this wasn't a fucking election year. I don't think any of this would have happened. Mm-mm, no. Not a, uh, not, not, a, not a bit not of it. A bit. COVID-19 would have been like the H1N1 virus under Obama. We'd heard about it. 
Yeah. yeah, people would die. But as far as the one thing I'll say before we get back to the NRA, short little NRA conversation is I do a ton of business with USPS. And let me tell you right now, those fuckers can't handle shit, let alone 300. Well, let's see, 60 million voted on our last election. Yeah. Was it, like that. Was it, does that sound right? I don't know. It seems like uh, less than a third of the population in the United States. But. Right. And then then everybody bitches about it when they don't fucking vote. But um. I, they can't handle, like, there's been ridiculous amounts of my packages that have gone lost, including insured $1,500 priority mail packages, let alone little fucking p- slips of paper. Um, and there was something like 30 million, in the last four elections, there's been 30 million mail-in votes lost. That's enough to change the tide of every single fucking election. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to the NRA. Yes, my thoughts on that is don't say fuck it and fix it. Just because... I don't know if it'll go the way... It's not like the NRA is going to disappear, though, and people are just going to stop supporting gun rights. So everyone that donates, I imagine... I mean, yeah, sure, a lot of them are just going to probably ignore it, and they, I don't know, they're probably lifetime members or something, and they start paying, and they just forget about it. But a lot of them that actually really give a shit are going to switch over to somebody like FPC or GOA or something like that, and then... I honestly think Firearms Policy Coalition is probably the most effective one out there right now. So they're going to gain a ton of support if the NRA does get dissolved. But what so, happens in the time... God damn it, Toad, you hit that chord like a thousand times. <laughs> what happens when we go from the, the time it. the time between when the NRA gets dissolved to members switch over to the Firearms whatever Policy Coalition... And there's that time in between when we fucking lose how many rights because the NRA isn't there to protect them. I don't, I just don't see that happening. I mean, how long do you actually expect there to be? It's not like overnight they're just going to be like, all right, the NRA is gone. We can, po- we can pass all this shit right now overnight. They would do a lot of shit overnight if they could. And what happens if what happens if they get a if if the election upcoming election doesn't go the gun the gun owner's way. Like this ain't like there was. There well, was, let's be honest. There is no gun owner's way. Not at this point. No. Well, there's there's. Well, we don't a have to go better, there. a little bit better. Right. Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, but I I feel like if if it doesn't if this election goes the way that 2008 did, when they had the the House, the Senate, and the presidency, that that they've gone so far left now. Excuse me, left. Not, not right. Left. Oh, they'll turn the U.S. into a third world that it, country. That, that they would not hesitate to pass the nonsense that they have always been wanting to pass. But uh-huh. that's, we'll see, I guess. Um, hopefully we don't have to fucking see. Um, my thoughts on it. But So, yeah, that's our short little rant on the NRA. Like I said, get involved. Don't just, if you're going to, and the thing that, I think the thing that pisses me off the most is these motherfuckers online that, well, fuck you and, and bitch and complain about it. I says, okay, what have you done? What the fuck have you done? Well, nothing. Who are you? Who are you a member of? Well, nobody. Who have you called? Who have you asked to support anything? Well, nobody. Then shut the fuck up. You don't have a you don't have a dog in this fight. You can't have a right to say shit if you've not done anything. If you've not donated anything. If you've not called anybody. If you've not literally done a fucking thing. Shut your mouth. Don't want to hear it because your opinion is fucking worthless. Yeah. And that's my that's that's our that's today's sixty seconds with Sam.
<laughs> oh, we haven't done one of those in a while. What, yeah. what do we got? Uh, canned koozie fakes. Have you guys in? seen these fucking things? Um, and we we touched on them a while back, I think. Uh, Beersy is the name of the company that's making these fucking things. <laughs> but it slides over. It slides over your Bud Light or Budweiser can, so it looks like a Mountain Dew or Coke or whatever. Yeah. Like so. Oh, so you can finally drink in public with no problems. I'm like, what kind of fucking alcoholic <laughs> needs the, needs these products? Apparently, Box needs one. <laughs> like, what? When? What? Why would that come in handy? In what instance are you going to use this? In? Like, you've never been out to a big event or something in a town or some shit, like a street dance or something, and you've wanted to wander off out of the beer garden. <sighs> Maybe. Uh, it could come in handy. Okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll admit their advertisements for it are terrible. It's just like people drinking at the beach and shit. <laughs> They're like walking down the boardwalk with a fucking 18 of, they got like. That's what paper bags for. It's like, bag. it's like the fucking, their 18 is like, it says Bud Light and they just duct tape over it and write Coke and then they're yeah. drinking out of their mind. <laughs> I, I, I mean, let's be honest here. Back in my younger days, I thought about that product many times before I knew it was an actual thing. Um, but I don't, like, I guess I'm 35 now. I don't feel the need. I don't feel the need to get hammered drunk. You just carry a flask now instead, huh? (laughs) No. Yeah, I'm classy, bitch. (laughs) I don't know. I seen a, I had a good friend of mine one time, uh, we were getting a ride home from the local constabulary and I looked in the back seat and he was chugging a beer. <laughs> I wonder who that was. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Must have been a real badass. His, his initials are definitely not SS. You did. You said you were getting a home. You were getting a ride home. You didn't say that it was from the local police. I said local constabulary. He doesn't know what that means. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that's that. Too it means word. police. Con- shit. Constabulary. <laughs> yes. You know, like I'm in Europe, they you know call what, them constables. Do you know what constable? I know constable. But do you know I'm, what cop stands for? C O P. No. It means constable on patrol. Okay, but what did you say? I said we were getting a ride home from the local constabulary. Constabulary? That's not... Is that even a fucking... I've never heard that word in my life. That's because you're retarded. (laughs) I just don't have a firm grip on the English language. I'm fucking sorry. For those illiterate folks on our listening... I think... Okay, uh, okay. Mainly just Sam... uh, Constabulary means local police department. If you've never heard the fucking word constabulary, please fucking send me a message to let me know that that that's not a fucking common word. I've never heard that before in my entire life. You don't read enough. I read more than the average Joe, probably, but I've never I've never heard or seen that word. Whatever doesn't matter, I guess. Um, but Toad, did you find you? Did you? Find I did. Yep. A, uh, yep. I sure uh, did. Let's see. Take a look. It's Ooh. in a book. Time traveling with Toad. With Toad. With Toad. Just gets better every time. I wonder how many of our viewers, as soon as they hear that, they just crank their radio all the way down for a few seconds. <laughs> you guys, I don't want to hear. About it. everyone. Oh, that idiot Toad's going on a rant again. Um, we're going back to the 1860s. Uh, specifically the Sharps Rifle Company, specifically the model 1863 Carbine in 52 caliber Sharps. I saw this particular gun. I'd never heard of it before on Pawn Stars, of all things. Some guy brought one in. They're called the Coffee Mill Rifle or the Coffee Mill Sharps. So the way it goes is the Union Army ran on coffee. Each soldier was issued 36 pounds of beans a year and brewed it by the one-quart tin cup full. Uh, it was said to be strong enough to float a horseshoe. 
heavily sweetened with sugar and molasses. Uh, it was used in bean form because war profiteers were fond of mixing dirt in the ground coffee, apparently. Gross. So a guy named Billy Yank, or, well, so Billy Yank got to, I guess Billy Yank was just the Yankees, but uh, got to roast and grind his own. Most grinding consisted of bashing the beans between two rocks, and it occurred to Lieutenant Colonel Walter King from the 4th Missouri Cavalry. Uh, he was detached from the 4th Missouri Cavalry to the Springfield Armory that it might be useful to incorporate a coffee mill on the buttstock of the 52 Sharps carbine. So what they did was they made a coffee grinder, had a handle turned and everything, and put it in the buttstock of the 52 caliber Sharps carbine in 1863. But only about 100 of them were ever made, and they didn't take off. They didn't work particularly well, but apparently they looked awesome. But how would you like that? Apparently, that's like a survival rifle for caffeine addicts. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. I mean, is there a picture of it? I think I've actually, I think I've heard about that rifle before. But it's surprising that it didn't take off because I think that's a killer for It's surprising. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Back in the freaking Civil War era. Right in the butt stock there. Oh, wow. What year do you say it was? It was an 1863 Sharps. Right. So, yeah, back then, like, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. They, their marketing team must have sucked. <laughs> By the way, all Shireworks coded ARs are now going to come back with a coffee grinder in the buttstock. <laughs> Maybe. That's not that's that's not a bad idea. I mean, nowadays, you know, when you got your Keurigs and shit. But I think uh, I think that's an interesting, interesting idea. And I'm actually surprised that it didn't take off more during that era. I wonder how much weight that added. I don't know. They just said it looked nice, but they didn't work particularly well, so they didn't really take off. Like the, the grinder itself didn't? Yeah. Work How much well? you suppose one of those fuckers is worth nowadays? They said, since well, since there's only 100 of them left, and there's only like 12 That's examples of the 100 left, I guess they're worth a shitload. I suppose. But what did it go for? Do you remember what it went for on Pawn Stars, what they ended up getting for it? Um, He had to call in an expert. He, yeah. I got to call my friend who knows a lot about this. I don't know this shit. Particular Sharps uh, coffee grinder rifle. I can offer you $4. <laughs> And then they go ahead and sell it for four thousand. Yeah, one thousand, one thousand percent profit. All yep. right, super, solid business plan. Uh, right? <laughs> looks like eighteen thousand. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Not, not, not bad. It's relatively cheap though when it comes to antique firearms. You know, you'd be surprised actually what a lot of antique firearms go for. A fuck ton, I know. No, um, a lot of them, not a ton. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, well, just, I suppose it depends on the rifle. Mm-hmm. But I watched one where somebody had brought in like a fucking. It was like a pistol from the Barbary Coast, supposedly used by pirates, and it was only worth like two twenty five hundred bucks. Mm. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, did we walk by the Pawn Stars deal while we were in Vegas for mm, Shot Show? No, we, we drove, drove past it and he pointed it out. But Dude, that, that place is like, when I was there 10 years ago or whatever it was, that like that's the thing that shocked me so much is how small that place is. Yeah. Like the, the program makes it look freaking huge. I guess and, they have a fairly large warehouse now. Well, they must because there's much, I mean... I don't know as much shit as they take in, and on at least on the I haven't watched a TV show for a long time, but Whew. I was just looking at most expensive uh, antique pistols. George Washington saddle pistols went went for one point nine million dollars. I'd pay that for those. George Washington's pistols, fuck yeah. 
Shit, yeah. I mean, if I had one point nine million dollars, I mean, no. blow all <laughs> you, you have two million, you so just, you just blow you one point nine. One point nine million dollars in the lottery. Buying Hell George yeah, Washington's guess what I'm buying? George Washington's pistols. Hell yeah. Uh, Box, you ready to rock and roll? I suppose, yeah. That is the maddest son of a bitch I have ever seen ever. Yes, the best dude of the week. Yeah. So our story this week is about a man named Jacqueline H. Lucas. And uh, you can probably guess from his name, Jacqueline, kind of feminine. This is kind of a a boy named Sue kind of kind of life he lived growing up. So he literally he got made fun of all the time, just like the song Boy Named Sue. And he just kicked the shit out of everyone that made fun of him for, <laughs> for making fun of his name. Fair enough. And that's just kind of how he came up. But he was enlisted in military school, and this was uh, right around World War II. And he was 13 years old when uh, Pearl Harbor happened, and that just set him off. He got pissed off and he wanted to go help and stuff. So he went AWOL from this military institute and he crosses the border over into Virginia and he bribed a notary to swear that he was 17. I'm not sure how, how that works, but apparently he convinced these people that he's 17 years old. So then immediately after that, he went to the nearest recruiting station, the Marine recruiting station, and then forged, forged his mom's signature so at 13 years old, he was at boot camp at Paris Island, and by 14, he was a full-fledged Marine, but he was kind of disappointed because they just gave him manual labor jobs, you know, like scooping shit. Just, he was expecting to go out and fight and stuff. He wasn't very happy with that, so he went AWOL again, I think, and he hitched a ride to Pearl Harbor, and he just found the first officer that he could find and told him that there was some kind of clerical error. And that he was supposed to be on the front lines in a, in a combat role. <laughs> so I don't I don't know why they they went along with this, but they made him a truck driver on the base, and he he was I don't know he stuck around for a few years doing that, and finally he got tired of doing that shit though. So he went. I'm not sure if he if they declared him AWOL or not on this time, but he snuck oh, snuck away and onto a military transport ship. And he hid from the crew, and he was living off crumbs for a month. And uh, I don't know, apparently this uh, transport ship, I'm not sure where it landed. There was kind of a skip in the story there. But uh, he ended up assaulting Iwo, Iwo Jima without a weapon. And he grabbed one, so he grabbed one off a shoulder, uh, off a dead soldier, you know, just on the beach and the sand and the water and the blood and shit. And he ends up making his way up to this tree line where he finds this uh, other four-man team, and they were they were assaulting this machine gun nest. But apparently, like on, you probably heard, on, on Iwo Jima, they had all these trenches and tunnels and intricate shit mm-hmm. all over and stuff for him to escape. So they were assaulting this machine gun nest, and all the guys that were in that nest, they dug, they'd gone through a tunnel, and they popped up right behind all these guys. There was 11 of them, I think. So 11 Japanese guys shooting at these four or five guys. So the first shot that he fired on that, on that Island, uh, he just shot, shot this dude right in the face. But then his second one jammed because, you know, he picked up an M one grand in the, off the beach and covered in sand and shit like that. And right after that happened, a grenade landed right at his feet. So 
he just jumped down on it. And like a split second after that, another one landed right by him and he grabbed that second one and tucked that underneath of him. And I, I've read a couple different counts of it. I think I heard one only exploded, but I also read two exploded, but still he laid on a fucking grenade for second. Yeah. yeah. So the rest of the guys, this amped him up, you know, and they kept fighting and they eventually pushed all the Japanese back and they captured this sector. So they, after the fighting had subsided, they came back to get his dog tags. And when they found him, he was still alive and conscious. So then they had to fight him out of there. And he ended up having 21 surgeries to remove 250 pieces of shrapnel from every major organ that he had. And seven months later, this was six days past his 17th birthday, he received the Medal of Honor from President Truman. He's the youngest person ever, I think, to to uh, receive the Medal of Honor, obviously. Just about has to be. And after that, so he went back after he'd recovered. He went back to school. So he started high school as a freshman with a fucking Medal of Honor. And all, <laughs> like, oh, nobody's going to fuck with you then. No, I bet he didn't get made fun of for his name much no, after that. No, definitely not. But then at age 40... Some reason he decided to get over his fear of heights by enlisting in the 82nd Airborne, and on his first training ju- training jump, <laughs> both of his parachutes failed to open, <laughs> and he fell 3,500 feet. I mean, they they obviously came out, but they didn't unfold like they're supposed to. So I don't know how fast right. he was going. All I know is, like his commanding officer said, he was the last one out of the plane, and he was the first one to hit the ground. He landed and apparently did some kind of commando roll type shit. And just walked away completely unscathed. <laughs> Two weeks later, he was jumping again. And then four years later, he finished uh, finished his tour as a captain in the 82nd Airborne. Jesus, <laughs> he ended up dying man. at 80 in 2008 from cancer. God damn. Jesus. I, th- I thought it was interesting, though. Because this dude, from what I can tell, he just landed on this beach, fought his way up to these four dudes that he probably didn't even know. Like, hey, and <laughs> threw himself on a grenade for these dudes, right? Which I thought was pretty. Can you imagine? Badass. Can you imagine being those dudes? Like some random ass guy that looks extremely young just walks up to you. Hey, you guys doing marine shit? Can I join you? Right? Well, yeah. And then they he jumps on two fucking grenades for you. Yeah. At that point, you're like, wow, he's a bad son of a bitch. Apparently, he was he was pretty stout for his age, though. I mean. Obviously, he did a lot of fighting when he was younger, but he was like 5'8 and 200 pounds, so he's a pretty well-built So he probably didn't younger look as young kid, no. as he was, but holy no. shit. Yeah, that guy is definitely a legitimate badass. I'll freaking give you that. Yeah, no kidding. Holy snikes. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the uh, most interesting. It seems like we've been getting those lately, most interesting badass of the week for the uh, last several weeks. So keep it up, box. I'm I'm impressed. You're doing well. What that. do our What do our viewers, our listeners, think of our our segments? Are they terrible? Do you want them to go away? Should we keep going with them? Let us know. We always want to know how to how to improve our shit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, this has been a uh, even though we're down a member, um, which is usually makes for a difficult episode. This one went this one went really well. Um, it was a fun one. So Toad, thanks for bringing your whiskey. It was a it was a good Sunday. Certainly can't complain about that. Damn good whiskey, um, by the way. And, um, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. And um, let's see here. We got Dwoy. It's only coming up 
less about a month and a half until the uh till the life short live free meetup out there at johnson's place if you guys are not in the facebook group on uh, uh on facebook the life short live free group make sure you go and join that that's where the meetup is going to be posted we're not going to put it out to everybody because we don't want four million people there um but we will be posting it there so go and check that out Um, we're going to have beers we're going to have food we're going to have shooting we're going to have probably a machine gun or two to shoot we're going to have um no no strippers or cocaine probably but um, that we pay for everything else you know every ever everything else good will be there so yeah it'll be a fun time make sure you go and check out the group and get joined in on that if you're in the uh, northwest iowa area what do you got against colombian marching powder there bud uh nothing nothing i just don't think it's best to mix that with uh firearms toad I've heard it really gets you focused, though, so (laughs) maybe that's what you need to shoot tighter groups, Sam. That'll be our next range day. They do cocaine to see if it improves the range days. (laughs) We can start a series where we just get all drugged out on different drugs each different episode. (laughs) What happens when we combine acid and firearms? I'd be real honest with you. I don't want any part of that. (laughs) For the record, cocaine, never done it. It kind of scares me, the thought of it. Don't want any part of it. I mean, we've been looking for that that YouTube video that's going to go viral, and I feel like that might might do the trick. Absolutely, <laughs> four dipshits snort, snort entire lines of cocaine and see who can shoot the best. <laughs> Three of them die. <laughs> oh, good times. The real good question times. is, who uploaded the video? <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a fun one. Uh, make sure you check out Ballistic Imagery on Facebook, Instagram, and ballisticimagery.com. dot com. Make sure or make sure you also check out Shyworks. Um, I was certified and uh, customer preferred Cerakote applicator at Shireworks.com and on social media as well. So until we're back in two weeks, guys, I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I hope uh, this year of shit is getting a little bit better for you. Um, We're all struggling through it, but we'll get through it together. And um, yeah, keep on keeping on. And until we talk to you next time, remember life short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America.